Hello, welcome to Okawa Book Club. We're your hosts. I'm Dylan. I'm John. And we're going to be discussing the teachings of Master Ryuho Okawa. Ryuho Okawa is a world teacher, master, and CEO of Happy Science Group. All right, so today we have a new powerful book, The Ten Principles from El Cantare, Volume 1, Riho Okawa's first lectures on his basic teachings. And it's such a great book,、uh, but before we get into it, I'm going to ask my partner John to read the preface of the、uh, new version. In the preface, this book compiles the five lectures that I gave in 1987, the year Happy Science began its activities. I was 30 to 31 years old at the time. Until a few years ago, I could not read the lectures because I was embarrassed about how young my level of enlightenment was. This year, 2020, I, at the age of 64, am the world teacher and master and CEO of Happy Science Group, with shojas, branches, missionary centers, and others in over 107 countries throughout the world. In Japan, there is no other religious leader like me. A total of 10 lectures that I gave within the two years, 1987 and 1988, Compiled in two volumes, will surely be beneficial in passing on clear records of Happy Science's history to future generations. The DVDs of these lectures are also available. I hope you will experience the spiritual power of my words through them, as they are so much more powerful than the printed words. From Rio Okawa. There are five chapters in this book. Chapter one is the principle of happiness. Chapter two, the principle of love. Chapter three, the principle of the mind. Chapter 4, The Principle of Enlightenment, and Chapter 5, The Principle of Progress. Amazing. And you know, as a very humble person, he said his enlightenment was so young at the time. But as I look back at this book, I feel his enlightenment was not young at all. He did attain enlightenment in 1981 and started giving these lectures from 1986 and 1987. And basically, he's talking about the principles of happiness. Which are still the principles of happiness that we study to this day in happy science. The stages of love, the stages of enlightenment, and the multidimensional、uh, realms, as well as how to explore right mind. These are all the fundamental points of happy science if you line them up. So everything came from his first lectures that he gave to a crowd of passionate followers back in the 1980s. And th- those are the kind of lectures that you can read about in this book. So it starts from the principle of happiness. And I think everyone in this world wants to be happy. And in our book called The Laws of Happiness, we also cover these points. But happiness comes down to love, wisdom, self reflection, and progress. That's the simple formula to achieve happiness in this life and the next life as well. So, it's kind of a fundamental guidepost to utopia or a,、uh, a path to utopia for our society. But individually, it works for our, our happiness as well. So, I think these teachings have made a lot of people happy over the years and they will continue to make people happy for the next thousands of years. And yeah, basically, love is love that gives, wisdom is the right knowledge of the truth. It's not about worldly common sense, but it's The deeper knowledge, the deeper wisdom that comes from experiencing the truth in real time. Self reflection is about correcting our mistakes through introspection. And progress is developing ourselves, others, and society, which ultimately leads to building utopia in this world.
So I felt that lecture was very powerful. Was there any lectures that stood out to you, John, that you wanted to mention? All of them are incredible. You know, I, I just couldn't stop thinking like, wow, he was only 30 years old at the time, which is astounding. Um, and it, it's the humility with which he was speaking, incredibly inspiring. And at the same time as that humility, there was also an incredible confidence. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I don't know that I would pick a specific lecture that I thought was, that stood out to me. They, they all really did. Um, and, you know, it's something I really enjoyed. I enjoyed that this was like giving you an opportunity to see what was happening in early happy science. Well, like one thing that stood out was the manner in which uh, Master Okawa was, was so careful about publishing spiritual messages. Mm. Because this was, you know, this has become a way to scientifically validate uh, the truth in many regards. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and I feel that, uh, well, something, you know, you and I were speaking about earlier, Dylan, was that happy science kind of reconciles um, the enlightenment with prior theological views in a totally new way. And I think that this new scientific way of approaching spirituality is incredible. And, and we have the opportunity in this book to read about how that started. And I thought that was so fantastic. Yeah, that's so true. And the more I think about like what goes into each one of these lectures and these decisions, I'm just blown away, like how things turned out so amazingly well. Like, imagine you're going to a lecture in 1987 called The Principle of Love, and then you hear someone talk about the last 15,000 years of history to start the lecture. You know, these kind of things, it's like, wait, what is happening right now on Earth? There's a person who is receiving the light of the highest dimension, who's giving us the words of God directly and speaking to the saviors who guided all the world religions. And then he's telling us what happened 15,000 years ago in Moo Continent, 12,000 years ago in Atlantis, 9,000 years ago in South America and in the Andes Mountains around 7,000 years ago and all the way through Ophelis, Hermes, and his life as Gautama Siddhartha, Shakyamuni Buddha. And then it goes on to talk about the prophecy of salvation, which Master Rihokawa, he wrote the book called The Laws of the Sun through automatic writing. So that book didn't come from his brain. Everything was just automatic, and it was at a steady, constant pace through handwriting. And he wrote that fantastic book. But it was later told to him there's actually a prophecy called the Laws of the Sun from Nostradamus. And Nostradamus predicted that Hermes would appear again in the East and teach the Laws of the Sun, which came to a tremendous surprise to the reincarnation of Hermes, who lives in Japan, who wrote the Laws of the Sun and published it. So these kind of uh, coincidences started lining up and all these synchronicities started lining up. And then all these followers started rushing to Master Hohokawa, creating Japan's like, super momentum of religion and making these lectures bigger and bigger each time. But he goes on to teach, love is not something that is just saying, I love you. It's not something like you like something a lot. No, love has stages. Love starts from the fourth dimension which is the instinctual love that we have since we are physical beings. 
that we want warmth, we want to be close to our families, we want to, you know, have that uh, relationship with maybe the opposite sex. That's just the very, very beginning level of love. That's animalistic. But love goes on much further to love that gives without expecting anything in return, to love that nurtures people and brings them up to become someone better, love that forgives each other and frees people of their past mistakes and sins, and ultimately going on to love that is existence itself, love as existence, which is the eighth dimensional form of love, and we think it ends there, but it doesn't. The Savior sometimes is born into the world to give a very rare kind of love which saves human beings and makes nations and countries flourish for thousands of years. That's the Savior's love. So this kind of uh, philosophy of love blew me away. And I think it will blow you away who reads this book. It never did for me. Um, and I absolutely loved how it was tied into the uh, multidimensional um, framework. And the same with in the third chapter with the uh, relationship, relationship between the stage of the mind and the spiritual form. Mm -hmm. um, there was a similar uh, correlation with the multidimensional framework. And I thought that those two uh, elements of these lectures are so useful. Uh, I mean, you know, the first book I read uh, from Master Okawa was The Nine Dimensions. And I feel like these principles um, sort of are a good precursor to that, actually. Yeah. And I know some of our readers are older, but ultimately everyone in this world is going to pass away one day. And when they do, they're going to go back to a spiritual world and they're going to find, oh my God, I studied these things when I was living on earth. There are multiple dimensions. There are seven colors of light. There are these different ways of thinking that attract different kinds of spirits to us. So these things which are laid out in the principle of the mind really helps us know what kind of world we're going to go back to after we return. Because you can't take your car with you. You can't take your money with you. What you can take is your mind. And that's going to be so important. You know, another thing I really loved in this book um, was the emphasis upon self-reflection, mm -hmm. which it seems like almost a simple idea, but it's, I think there's a reason it's emphasized so much in uh, relation to enlightenment and progress. Um, you know, there's been a lot of research uh, in psychology that has shown that there's no correlation between intelligence and self-reflection. Mm -hmm. And I love that Master Akawa is always saying, just start from a perspective of being average and, you know, like normal, though you don't have to think that you're above average or anything like that. And you can still make it on this path and pursue it. And, and I think that, you know, it's all in here. And it's, it's just incredible and so useful. Yeah, that's so right. And it sounds kind of interesting to think, why would Shakyamuni Buddha be the reincarnation of Hermes? Because they're so different from each other. But chapters four and five really kind of answer that question, I feel like. Why does enlightenment and progress come together in the end? Well, it's similar to what you said. Self-reflection is essential for progress. You can't achieve progress without doing self-reflection. Otherwise, you'll fall off the path or become conceited or arrogant. And so self-reflection comes from the middle way. And progress also comes from the middle way. We want to avoid the extremes and focus on moving forward in the right direction. And in order to know the right direction, we have to know the mistakes we've made in the past. We have to know what to avoid. And we have to keep ourselves 
away from extremes in life. So chapters four and five really blew my mind and uh, made me realize why Buddha and Hermes are ultimately the same consciousness, which is now living on earth as Riho Kawa. Yeah, I especially love the emphasis on the balance in the middle way. I think that's the one of the most difficult things for most of us is to stay balanced. It's very easy to adopt an all or nothing you know, a sort of polarized view on things. And the reality is that you're living in a very dynamic, and the mind is very dynamic. Mm -hmm. And so maintaining that is a constant effort that requires constant self-reflection and self-awareness. And, um, and it's, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Riho Okawa, you know, he teaches members of Happy Science to explore right mind every day. And right mind, he explains in this book, right mind comes down to purifying the mind and balancing the mind. So you balance out the aspects of your mind and you also purify your mind. If you can do that every day, you're going to stay on the right track. I think that's a very simple and easy kind of uh, thing to remember as we live out our lives. Yeah, so uh, we've talked about a lot of topics today, but there's so much more to learn. So I, I recommend buying this book as soon as possible and even buying it as a gift for your friends or your loved ones. It's a great gift. And um, I will uh, end today's session by reading from the afterword to the newly revised first volume of The Ten Principles from Alcantara. This book shows readers how I started off as a religious leader. These fervent lectures created passionate members all across the country. When I reread this book, I feel I can pat myself on the back for giving it my all in my teens and my 20s also. My sincerity, the passionate pursuit of the truth without the fear of loneliness, the challenge of studying a vast number of books. When I look back over the past 30 years and think about how I never drowned in love in my private life, but lived for the love of the public or world, I can assert that I have no regrets in my life. The path to the future is still long and my battle will continue. Riho Okawa. Wow, truly wonderful words. And um, to be honest, I'm looking forward after rereading this book to next spring, spring of 2022, the 10 principles from El Kintari volume two will be released. So please uh, buy this book and look forward to the next book as well. You can find this book online on sites such as Amazon.com. You can find it in stores like Barnes & Noble. Or you can find more information on OkawaBooks.com. It was great talking to you again, John. Likewise, though. In these trying times, stay happy, healthy, and positive.